The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So again, taking a comfortable upright posture, a posture that for you expresses your interest in being alert. And without an interest in being alert, meditation will go much slower. The interest of discovery of what's here the interest to engage our capacity for attention, for investigation, for discovery of what's here. So you can begin with a simple interest in what your bodily experience is like. What it's like to be in a body. And the art of this kind of discovery and interest is to do it with an open mind, open heart without judgment, without automatically needing it to be different than how it is, but simply be curious and open to how it is. How is it in your body now? And your body is always in the present moment. That's where it lives. And that simple fact can support your mind to be here in the present as well. Here in this body at this time. And within this body becoming aware of how the body breathes, the sensations of breathing, here with a body that's breathing. How is it breathing?
taking a few moments to relax your body. Relax maybe in such a way that you're settling into your breathing. In relaxing the body, some people find the word opening helpful, to open the body. Settling into the body and letting it be more transparent or open for being here with whatever is happening. There might be some way that you can very slightly adjust your breathing so your breathing becomes more comfortable, more engaging. Maybe slight change in the speed of breathing. Maybe a little relaxation at the end of the out-breath or releasing at the top of the in-breath so you breathe more fully. or a slight shift in what parts of your body are engaged as you breathe. So you, maybe you're breathing more, more from the chest or more from the movements of your belly. Whatever is more comfortable for you.
And then as you breathe in and out, maybe together with the rhythm of breathing, see if you can relax your mental activity. Relax the force, strength of thinking, the pressure to think. Soften the mind. Perhaps you can feel some pressure somewhere in the mind, in the brain, connected to thinking. That can be relaxed, softened. Noticing if there's any hints of tranquility in the mind. And even if there's a slight hint of tranquility, perhaps you can breathe with it and let it grow or become more pronounced. So the mind becomes more tranquil, peaceful. And part of what the mind is, is the ability to be aware, to know. And that ability to be aware can also relax and settle while remaining alert and clear. And then as we use awareness, it's possible to let the awareness become more concentrated on breathing, more composed on breathing in and breathing out. But not so much an act of will, 
Not so much a narrowing of attention like a laser from the control tower, but a settling of awareness into the breathing as if awareness and breathing are intimate with each other, one arising from the other. Just breathing. And as the awareness becomes more settled, more present, a settled, composed awareness can become aware of how things change. The experience of breathing is an experience of change. Awareness and be aware of the rhythm, the changing nature of breathing in and breathing out.
And while we stay settled on breathing, a variety of things will catch your attention, come into awareness. And as they do so, notice how they're in, they are impermanent phenomena. They were not there, they come into awareness, they pass. Sounds around you in the room or outside the building. They might appear and they come and they go. Different sensations of your body can be known as changing, appearing and disappearing, coming into awareness and receding from awareness. Our mood or mental state might seem like it persists, but your awareness of it comes and goes. Thoughts come and go. Awareness comes and goes. As you seem settled and focused on your breathing, without searching out or looking, start appreciating how much the experience that comes into the mind, how much it's impermanent and shifting and changing and inconstant.
and in seeing, being aware of how things shift and change, knowing how things change over time. See if you can relax, soften the strength of some of the things you're attached to. Ease up on them. Stay with your breathing, stay with awareness. Stay with the shifting nature of things in such a way that you ease up on whatever you're caught up in. Relax more deeply.
So this was a morning was a kind of review and a quick tour through these different 16 steps of mindfulness of breathing. And hopefully uh, some of it kind of review and sticks and different perspective on it. And if all you remember is relax, 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 (laughs) relax, (laughs) then maybe it's enough if you can do it. Um, And, um, but there's a real turning point that happens with the, when we're able to kind of be so settled, so in the present moment, intimate, really here, relaxed, composed, settled in the present moment, the mind doesn't wander off, the mind is kind of concentrated, but doesn't wander off into the past, the future, into thoughts. There's a turning point in the practice when at that point we see impermanence, we see the arising and passing of things in a very new, very new, interesting way. And the fact that's what, uh, is a, you know, that turning point is the beginning of the fourth tetrad, the last four st- uh, steps of it all. And there starts a, a, an unfolding that happens from there. Um, that's not our doing so much as kind of we're, we're done too. It's a beautiful thing that happens in the practice when we offer ourselves to the practice. We do our practice of you know, focusing on the breath, focusing on the practice. And at some point, the practice reciprocates. And it does us. It, uh, it kind of, we, we start being practiced rather than redoing the practice. And right around this play of time when things, the impermanent nature of things starts being seen, when we start being really settled and kind of really in the present moment, it feels like we're not really gonna leave the present moment that easily that that's when uh, the practice gets to take over. And it becomes um, important not to be so directive so much anymore and making so much self-effort, but to make just enough effort to allow something to begin to move and unfold uh, within us. So we'll, we'll uh, talk more about this this afternoon. We have a few minutes before we'll stop for lunch. And does anyone want to uh, say anything, report a little bit what it was like this morning or Ask any questions? Maybe some, we have time for some brief comments or brief questions. It's certainly nice for me to hear how it, you know, I just sit here and offer these guided meditations and what happened? And if you can say your name when you start, that would be nice. So we, Diane, um, sometimes I wasn't sure if I had just gotten very relaxed or if I was in the process of falling asleep. It can happen. And um, one of the ways of knowing that is if you find that your mind is drifting a lot and you're drifting along with it, drifting in thought or in images or dreams, and then, then you're not really sharp. But if you, can kinda, if you feel like you actually can stay with each breath, coming and going, or if you lose it, you can come right back, then maybe you don't have to worry too much. But if you start li- mo- losing too many breaths and you're drifting off and into dreamlike states, then you need to bring more alertness. Um. 
I was able to be relaxed and concentrated on my breathing, and it felt so good. But when you started saying the impermanence, then I started hearing the cars passing by, uh -huh. and then it kind of like disturbed my relaxation. Yes, yeah. I was a little bit worried about that. <clears throat> you know, if I talked about the you know, sounds that people who are settled on their breath would now kind of get too busy listening, paying attention to everything. Um, so the world of impermanence that comes when we get focused on the breathing um, uh, uh, might be, it's entirely um, in the domain of breathing. It doesn't have to be anything else. Sometimes it opens up and people are aware of the shifting, changing nature of everything in a very relaxed way. Sometimes it's called open awareness. And, uh, or, or sometimes it's uh, whatever catches our attention. So you're focusing on the breath, but you do hear a sound. You're not looking for it. And the sound's gone by the time you notice it, you know, by the time you recognize it. You say, oh, it's gone. And you go back to the breath. But even uh, the whole experience of breathing by itself is, um, is everything you need to know is in there. So as you get more focused and concentrated, um, the, the impermanent nature of breathing begins to bubble up and be clear. And it's not just simply the fact that an in-breath comes and goes, that within the in-breath, there's uh, sensations of movement, of pressure, of tautness, of smoothness, all kinds of sensations. And those sensations ripple through very briefly, like the whole series of them. And um, you, might be, you might be aware of 12 different sensations that come and go in the process of breathing in. Twelve different sensations that come and go in the process of breathing out. You don't have to strain to see that, but as you relax into it, that's the world of impermanence that begins showing itself more and more. So that helps you, then it's easier to stay concentrated in the way you talked about. Someone else, please, don't be shy. Uh, I'm Bill. Earlier this morning, um, I noticed that uh, there was some, uh, that my breathing was uh, on the wayward side and that there was some like, fluttering mm -hmm. <laughs> in my chest um, as I breathed uh, with some rapidity. And uh, so it wasn't a tranquilized or relaxed bodily formation. Uh -huh. um, but I thought, it's fine, it's just how it is right now, and uh, it was great just to be able to actually notice that right. with some uh, relatively fine-grained uh -huh. awareness of texture. Very nice. You know, you, um, even though the, the, the process of doing this 16 steps has a lot to do with relaxing and quieting, uh, don't use that as a measure for your practice. Don't be in a hurry to relax. This is a long-term practice. It's not like you're supposed to go through it, you know, in 16 minutes, one minute for each, and kind of like, you know, speed through it. It might, so, some people it might take days or months with one of these steps and kind of just work with it. So finding that your breath is wayward, a little bit uncomfortable, uh, maybe the right thing to do is maybe the whole meditation is just staying with that and being with it and getting focused on that, not trying to fix it, not trying to relax it. It might be that the next sitting, you'll find it more relaxing. So take your time. Don't be in a hurry. It's very dangerous to have ideas of what's supposed to happen and be too directive. <clears throat> and sometimes these 16 steps, 
are done as a prescription of what you do. Um, and sometimes they're more descriptive. It's, <coughs> it's how it helps you to recognize how it's unfolding as you settle in. Does that make sense? And I was also aware that sooner or later the breathing would relax yes. and the body would relax, yes. uh, <clears throat> maybe during this sitting or maybe afterwards. Yeah, so sometimes you just want to th- give your, take your time and take your time. And one of the ways of knowing that is that if, you're, if you try to relax or let go and doesn't easily relax or let go something, then the task is just to be present for it for, for however long it's there. Um, the task is not to say, oh, I blew it. This isn't the time for me to meditate. I'm somehow a failed meditator because my breath is fluttering. Um, it's supposed to be a relaxed breath. It's in California, after all. Uh, it's no, it's, it's, uh, no this, is a, this is a difficult breath. It's not comfortable. I can't change it easily. So the task now is to practice mindfulness with it for however long and be patient. Thank you. So one, one or two more here, if we can be brief. So, <clears throat> when uh, you started to talk about uh, impermanence, I had a uh, uh, kind of uh, opposite uh, reaction. Um, it was kind of um, existential at some point. I you, found myself. What? It was kind of existential in some oh, yes. point. Uh, I remembered being. Um, a child in kind of my first like physics class and learning about um, solid um, uh, solid state physics and the particles and and learning that they were made of components that were moving like the electrons were completely moving and and I couldn't believe it because <laughs> it was solid and I came home and my dad is a physicist and I went through everything at home and asking you know this cannot be moving and I was really perturbed by the idea that things couldn't be just solid yes, yes. and uh, that everything was in the universe was moving and so when we did this meditation today this came back and I kind of felt okay with it mm. <laughs> like um, um, wow it's it's almost like you know when when the mind is like really busy and or you have a lot of I have a lot of anxiety um, like I, I tend to want things to be solid because I feel it's going to make me feel better, right? That there are some things you can count on. They're not going to move. And then I experience today that if you actually get that solid, like you really get in that state, then it's fine that everything else is moving. Mm, nice. So it was kind of like a changing. Yes, yes it's one of, one of the great uh, reversals that... The, 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 the more it's kind of saying a little differently the, the more the mind is agitated the more things seem solid the more the mind is peaceful and settled the more we see that things are constantly changing and if everything is solid then it's hard to change it but if everything is flowing it's a lot easier to change and relax around things so it's, it has a ex- very deep existential uh, value this insight so, so one more here Say your name. Um, Sally. Um, Well, I have to mention that it feels like the most profound impact of this course for me so far comes from the 
description that you made uh, towards the beginning of how to imagine, and I may, may not say it exactly as you did, but the breath coming in these two tubes that go deep inside, and that has produced a profound difference in how I breathe 24-7. Mm. For some reason, it's opened up something, some feeling of connection with the rest of me, breathing that way. So today... That was like in the first class, right? Back in September. Right at the beginning. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big gift. Um, but uh, so today... Um, so that... That ability to breathe in that way puts me in touch with very much of a whole body inhalation and exhalation. And so watching the impermanence of that, so this spreading of pleasure and tingling and various sensations that, that come with the inhale and pass away with the exhale and recreate differently each time is pretty amazing, like a mirage of some painting. Fantastic. Great it is, yes. <clears throat> and so, uh, I'm very happy to hear this, and just, you know, that's a way of getting pulled into it, being more focused and concentrated when it's so interesting and engaging. As you get more and more concentrated, more and more engaged, more and more present, one of the things that, in order to, for this whole process to work well, at the right time, it becomes necessary to let go of the fascination with it. But you don't have to do it before you're ready, before you feel, oh, the fascination now is, is too much. And then let's let, let that go. And, and then, it's, then it gets more fascinating when you, when you let go of the fascination. So don't, you don't, you're not losing anything. <laughs> okay? Great, thank you. So let's take um, an hour for lunch. We can start in here at 1.20. And uh, for those of you who haven't been here before, um, the people who have been here before, they know how to set up tables out in the outer hall and chairs, and people set up for lunch in the outer hall. And uh, there's microwaves in the kitchen. If you didn't bring a lunch and you need to buy one, um, you know, just down the street, if you go down to El Camino and turn right and go a few, few blocks, there's a Whole Foods on the right and a Safeway across the parking lot on the left. They have delis there. And, and um, you know, if you do go out to get your food, um, you might consider coming back and eating it here if you're not too late, just because it's nice to eat with people and be a little bit stay in the container, stay here in the in the building, supports the practice more than um, you know wandering the aisles of Safeway. And the corner gas stations, I think there might, anyways, different places here, close by, and. Um, and uh, you, can, so you can talk, please talk with each other, sit down. People, this, is a, this is a friendly group, if you've never been here before. I can vouch for the friendliness, and it, which means that um, you can just sit down next to people and chances are they'll be happy to talk to you and just introduce yourself. And, um, and, but you can also stay quiet if you prefer that. That's also very nice sometimes for people to do. You can, um, uh, and then, uh, if it's uh, probably not warm enough, you're welcome to take these chairs we have out in the parking lot if you want to sit outside and, and make, the, make yourself comfortable there. Just bring them in. And then uh, sometime before the 120, um, maybe 10 minutes before, if some of you know how, can do, start doing some of the cleaning up, putting away the tables and the chairs and sweeping that floor out there from crumbs, uh, tidying up the kitchen, that would be great. So please enjoy your lunch and enjoy each other. And I'll be up here for a couple of minutes if you have anything you want to say to me. <laughs> <laughs>